February 2001. A cold, desolate time when a savior came upon us with Beach Boys music and tractors. It was destined to save humanity. Sadly, it wasn't meant to be. But one attraction was lost that many deemed the greatest loss in themed entertainment history. This is the story of the unbuilt Ursula from the Little Mermaid themed spinner attraction in the middle of California Screaming's final helix. Poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. This one longing to be thinner, that one wants to get the girl, and do I help them? Yes, indeed. Welcome, dreamers of all ages, to another episode of Unbuilt, an unrealized theme park podcast. With me today, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Dorman. Oh my god. Can you believe we finally got to this one? This is the reason I signed up. I mean, I admit, I should, maybe I shouldn't say it publicly. Like, I wasn't going to mm-hmm. do the show. I had no interest in the show. And you you, you called me up. <laughs> well, you really, you sent me a message mm-hmm. and said that eventually we would get around to discussing some of the real hard-hitting episodes. Yeah. Some of the hard-hitting attractions. and. It- and you were like, kind of like, oh, Discovery Bay, you know, it's whatever. And, you know, Western River Expedition, you really didn't care for. And like all the Epcot stuff, you were just kind of like, eh, I mean, I guess. It's been but there, what, done that. You know, yeah. it's all horrible and boring. Right. Know, nothing original, nothing new. But but when when I brought this one up, you were like, okay, no, um, this, I will throw everything aside to do this. And well, it's it's one of those things where you have to clear your schedule because some some ideas – and some really ingenious and creative designers and artists put so much time into these things that you just have to respect it mm-hmm. by giving your all and making it a part of your being more right. than just just a conversation. And I, I know this one is extremely well cr- requested. When I'm walking down the street, like the other day, I'm walking down the street and somebody pulls me over and says, "Hey, are you are you Ryan Ryan O'Reilly from Unbuilt?" And I said, "Yeah, hi. I'm so glad to meet you." And he's like, "When are you ever going to do, you know, that one, the Ursula <clears throat> Spinner? When, when are you going to do that one?" And I'm like, "Don't worry, dude. I got you." We're getting to it. And then another person stopped me. Like at the same person, it was like on the same exact corner because they heard me talk about it and they were like, wait, you're Ryan from, Un- you need to do that one. And then all of a sudden I started getting like crowded around by all these people going, when are you going to do the Ursula Spinner? And look, we understand that it is a hot topic and, and I think it's finally due time that we give the consideration towards this incredibly important topic i i'm so sorry it took so long i, I don't know what to tell you i it's it's on me i will take the, the brunt of it uh ryan dorman he has nothing to do with the scheduling yeah i want, it, I want to blame him uh, it's all his fault it's not my fault and, and, you know so one of the ho- most horrible things i have to do every week on this show is that we'll get messages from guests across the internet disney public asking if they can be a part of the discussion 
on the Ursula spinner. You know, we're currently imbued in a bit of a legal battle with Spotify because Joe mm-hmm. Rogan was supposed to do an episode on the Ursula spinner too. And it, it's been a very protective thing. And, and it's so hard to say some of, to have some look, of our best look, friends look, look, that look, we, they can't be a part of the show. I don't want to talk about the Rogan thing, okay? <laughs> I've gotten enough heat about the Rogan thing. I'm standing down about this, okay? I will not have Joe Rogan on because his opinions about the little mermaid i just i can't i i just can't he 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 really thinks that vanessa should have married eric and i, I just can't do it i can't do you're, it you're making you're making powerful enemies here ryan the I, longer I know, you I'm keep sorry, this away it, from people we have to draw a line in the sand about our opinions about the little mermaid and i'm sorry i do not stand for that so no i i I know people wanted Rogan on, but it's not happening. And and I'm sorry to all the other requests. We, we got requests. I mean, I can't even say some of the names that we got requests from. And needless to say, unless it was Pat Carroll, I was not going to have anybody else on this episode. It's going to be just you and me because this is a, such a special episode of the show that it, it needs to just be us two. I mean, unless, I mean, Pat Carroll, it, if you're out there, the invitation's always free. We, 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 do, another we could do Ursula Spinner too. We can well, we do had, it. We had that whole like week planned. We had the scripts written for an entire mm-hmm. month about all of the creative design meetings behind this ride. Mm-hmm. There's more to talk about here. Uh, yeah. it really, this was the planned, almost the planned conceit of the entire show. Yes, and and I don't mean to spoil any exclusives, but we we might have gone and snuck into the Disney archives and gotten a piece of concept art. Oh, just teasing that right now. We we definitely got that. And I hear, don't tell anybody this, but it is one of the last pieces of concept art that Mark Davis ever did. I'm just saying it is. And it's beautiful. That's that's amazing. It, it really is. And I cannot wait for you to see it. I, I, okay, so the, the hype, the hype has to end. Let's let's get into this. Let's get into the main topic. Are you ready for this? As ready as I'll ever be. I don't even know if I can live in a world after we finally revealed it to everybody. Okay. All right. Let's go. Here we are at the main topic of today's app. And uh, I mean, I, I wrote down the show notes as every time I do, but I mean, I, I tried the best I can. But please, please, please don't hold it against me if it doesn't do it justice. Uh, I've spent weeks racking over these and I'm really nervous. I'm shaking right now. But um, just 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 give me some give me some slack. okay? all right, uh, let's let's begin. In 1995, a retreat was held with imaginary executives to come up with a concept to replace Westcott, the former second Disneyland theme park. Who cares? They decided on constructing a park that celebrated the state of California in California. Four years and multiple budget cuts later, Disney's California Adventure opened on February 8, 2001. The heads of the resort, Paul Pressler and Cynthia Harris, were expecting major crowds. Several attractions had fast pass that otherwise usually wouldn't need it, such as Muppet Vision 3D and It's Tough to Be a Bug. Plans for the Phase 2 of DCA were huge. The resort was planning on spending a whopping $5 million on an attraction to be placed inside the empty pad that existed within the California Screamin' Roller Coaster's final helix. This was the Ursula-themed spinner. Themed after Ursula from The Little Mermaid, the ride beckoned riders with a Calopy-style Poor Unfortunate Souls playing. Guests would climb onto a seat attached to one of Ursula's tentacles and be able to move the arm up 
and down, just like Dumbo. She would laugh and taunt riders. After 90 seconds, they would promptly exit. An amazing, true thrill. So, why wasn't it built? Well, people didn't come, so they built a stupid Bugs Life land instead. Ugh, I can't believe I'm so mad about it. But, uh, but let's discuss it. What if? How would our lives dramatically be changed with the Ursula-themed spinner existing? Would Pixar Pier be not even a threat of a menace? Would we have achieved eternal happiness? Would Bob Chapek even be CEO right now? I doubt he would because Michael Eisner would probably be still CEO from the success of this. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going off the rails. What are your thoughts? You know, it's like there was a time when Disney knew what art was. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's just such a, a bland drivel where they don't even give you your Star Wars rides that you want. Mm-hmm. Nothing is memorable. Nothing is iconic. And, mm-hmm. and yet, like a, a beacon in the light. Wow. Over two decades ago now, they, it seems like they knew. They really knew what they were doing. Yeah, the, the thematic cohesion that is on display here is what Unbuilt is all about. Mm-hmm. That there, there are these little glimmers of of hope in history for for what Disney could become again. I I don't. If you had asked me to come up with a ride for California Adventure, I don't think I could have come up with something as brilliantly cohesive as a giant octopus woman with robot legs. Well, I, you know, if this if this had been built, number one, I think Universal probably would have closed. Yeah, that day, no doubt. Yeah, that no, day, no, no. The lines would have stretched to Universal. They would have had to close because people would be snaking through the upper lot waiting for the Ursula Spinner. It would it would go all the way down the five, all the way back up to the one hundred and one, and into Universal. That's how popular it was going to be. Out of spite, almost that these yeah. people would would want to wait in the uh the the opponents park just yeah. because they could show them how how miserable this you know this this industry. If this had this ride been built, I, I don't think we would be. I don't even think we'd be doing this podcast. There would yeah. be no unbuilt rides. Yeah, true. The, the dominance that Disney would have on entertainment. What would be the point? I mean, come on. Like, um, what, what would we discuss? What, last week we discussed Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers, and it's like, um, what would the discussion be? Uh, yeah, that would be cool, but is it an Ursula-themed spinner? I mean, no. That would when, be when, every single discussion of this show. Build it or not. No, there's already an Ursula right. ride. It exactly. already does it. Yeah. It already – Westcott mm-hmm. – Westcott, Discovery Bay, all of these – It's too. they put too much money into these places that nobody knows. You know, I've never seen a movie about Westcott. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Why would my kids go see that? But a big Ursula, a giant Ursula in the middle of a of a, a nineteen ten boardwalk. At the very least, it would have been recognizable. You know, Disney just doesn't. I don't know. I, I told you I wouldn't rant. I told yeah. you I wouldn't rant. It's like normal. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 you know, I, I know. In previous episodes, you've you had to cut you. hours and hours of. Yeah. of, of Mm-hmm. of ranting and raving but this time yeah. mm-hmm. to make it to make it clear make it honest to everybody who's listening you know the modern day disney company does not appreciate its its classic good family characters like the little mermaid anymore they they keep trying to put these kathleen kennedy characters in the parks oh and you know i don't know who that i don't even know who that is but i know i saw her on twitter and she, they were talking about how she made the bad star wars ride <sighs> You know, when you look at something like this, a classic good old, this is what, this is just the ride that Walt you know, would have you know, built. You know what? We know that. I'm sorry. But if, if, 
if they had their way, if Kathleen Kennedy was in charge, this would have been this would have been Laura Dern with that purple hair. And I, and, and people would be running a spinner of her. Like, thank God she wasn't attached to this. Like back in 2001, they hadn't bought Star Wars yet. Nobody knew who Kathleen Kennedy was, what she produced, what the Raiders of the Lost Ark, who cares? Thank God. Just thank God. But just you know that he's so riled up here. You just know that Twitter wouldn't be happy about it. They'd say that's offensive. Yeah. They, 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 this would just, this is just, Disney couldn't, not only could Disney not do this nowadays because of the horrible agenda from Kathleen Kennedy, mm-hmm. but also just because audiences are not, they're not ready for these kinds of artistic questions, these, these different things. No. You know, Disneyland is, is not, uh, it, you know, Disneyland is a museum, mm-hmm. if anything. This, this is a museum piece, beautiful art mm-hmm. that was never built. And I just I want you to just think about how many good, honest, hardworking American families missed out on on a fun ride, yeah, because of the Bugs Life, right? I no just, one even saw Bugs Life. Now, speaking speaking of art, um, and and I've included this in everybody's show notes. This is the exclusive concept art that we personally have smuggled mm. out from the Walt Disney Archives. Uh, I went down the Glendale. I put on a ski mask. I went in. Burgled it right out. Nobody alert this to any of the authorities, please. Yeah, sorry. Um, please don't trespass me on Disney property. But anyways, uh, I wanted to take a look at this and just and look look at those smiling, happy faces. And they're all putting their arms out. Just look at it right now and just really admire how this would have just been taken Paradise Pier to a whole new level. And you could really see that in the concept art. Well, you can see Disney's forward thinking here. They already knew they were going to buy The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. So there's some synergy there that you wouldn't know in oh, these yellow yeah, people. Yeah, because they do look, you look like yellow yeah, people. That's the right. yellow, that's an obvious, I think that's what uh, people in the industry that I know, um, mm-hmm. my industry insiders would call a, a cameo, or, or I think. Yeah. So you can see them thinking ahead and, and really that- having a an idea of where the company's going. It's very they're, impressive. They're really smart. If you look in the left-hand bottom corner, it looks like what it's uh, a, a fast pass sign. They knew this was going to be popular. They knew they were planning it that far ahead. I, I think that they were even being, it seems like maybe they were lying to the, to their, to their bosses. We know we've seen it in the past where some of these concept arts have hidden things, but they, the look at how short those lines were so that when we know that when it opens, right, when it opens, it would have been the most, the most popular ride in, on yeah. earth this would have looked tame compared to that yeah i mean uh, if i if i had to make one small nitpick and i'm sorry i know i know this is kind of hot take to have a nitpick on the greatest unbuilt attraction ever i'm sorry please do not cancel me but you know how they built two dumbbells they should have built three ursulas no mm. no i'm sorry four you know what eight uh, they should they should have torn down the rest of the park 20 ursulas well, it's an octopus, right? And if you, yeah, you can make. I think as they many... were planning eight Ursulas for yeah, eight that's, tentacles. That's I think. Great point. Oh my god! I think what that if, was the what plan. If, what if each tentacle led to a different Ursula? That would see. They're really they're innovating on the spinner ride. Maybe maybe a spinning spinners or something. I think, <sighs> and and you would have had it would have been immersive and and interesting and fresh. You know, I I could imagine that you're right. I think if this had opened, maybe we would have seen California screaming shut down because the park just needed the the real estate. Yeah, that's true. You just take you take the queue, replace it with an Ursula Spinner. You take Malaburritos, Ursula Spinner. You take Mm. 
uh, Burger Invasion, Mal- uh, you know, uh, Ursula Spinner. You take the Lagoon, Ursula Spinner, Ursula Spinner. It's sunken Ursula Spinner, underwater Ursula Spinner. And and it's it's amazing. Like, they think that we're, like, easily entertained by these attractions with incredible effects, like, with animatronics and trackless ride vehicles and all this incredible new i'm sorry but you can't beat ursula and her tentacles and somebody is riding the tentacle it's Mm. you can't beat that you can't mickey minnie's runaway railway who cares who cares if you can project your map onto items and have those items fold and turn into other shapes like a cartoon scene changing before your own eyes when you could make Ursula's tentacle go up and down. I think that they would have brought in all of that new technology, all of the the brand new this right this is a really open attraction for refurbishing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, as brilliant as it is, I think that this would have gotten so much love and attention from Disney. Yeah. Uh the the love and attention they don't really give to their rides anymore because they're they're too busy, you know, turning against the the hard working people who've been going yeah. to their place for so many years. Now uh, I don't normally do this. It's very odd for the podcast, mm-hmm. but I did receive some viewer mail recently. And, and would you allow me to 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 read it? Well, by all means. Okay, so this is from Kayla from San Francisco, and I'm just gonna warn you. It's it's pretty emotional. So hi, Unbuilt. Hi, this is Kayla, and I wanted to know if you were going to cover the Ursula Spinner attraction from hmm. Disney's California Adventure. Yes, Kayla, we are currently doing that. Thank you so much for our, your letter. Uh, she begins saying, when I went to the park as a kid, I would always end the night watching Fantasmic. And in Fantasmic, the Ursula float would come out. And when watching that flow come out, I would be entranced and amazed. And when I would go to bed, I would dream about riding Ursula's tentacles. And I read on a message board years later that they were planning on building this. And I got so excited. My childhood dream was coming true. And then I read that they canceled it. And I I broke down and I cried. And because I cried, I was so sad. I, I failed my AP geometry test and I ended up losing my scholarship. So damn you, Disney, for ruining my life by not building the Ursula Spinner attraction. Thank you, Kayla. Uh, wow. Just emotional. Just emotional. I, I don't know what the words are. Bob Chapek needs to make it up to Kayla by fast tracking this now. I know it's Pixar Pier. I don't care. Ursula Spinner. Ursula Spinner right now. Chapek, you do it. You deserve right now to make it up to Kayla for all the stuff that you've done over the past. And by that, of course, I mean not building the Ursula Spinner. Mm, it's a it's a it's a cycle it's a circle here it's a self-defeating prophecy by not building the ursula spinner he has created the problems and, and that lead to him not building the spinner don't think i am not including bob Iger. he never mm. built an ursula spinner on his watch so saying did, okay but you know look i, I don't want to go off i know that th- what this show is about deconstructing narratives walt disney didn't build it either okay this to company be, has to been, be fair to be fair the only person I wouldn't give the blame to is Card Walker because mm. 
unlike Walt Disney and Roy, Walt Disney and Roy, you know, famously were oracles and they saw the future and, you know, that's what they did with Tomorrowland. You know, mm-hmm. you saw the movie with George Clooney and, you know, they, they, they went to oh, that future. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they that's knew right. the I future, about that. right? Exactly. But Cardwalker did not have that gift. So I'm giving Cardwalker the slip. So Cardwalker, I know you're long dead, but you're forgiven for not building there. Well, I mean, you shouldn't look. He's Cardwalker is still. If if you're listening, Cardwalker, you still have the power to petition this company to build the ride that you couldn't see. Everyone else had had a possibility to do it, but that, that's you know, true. That Cardwalker true. still has a chance. He still has I a think. chance. I don't see why not. Get, if we get a Ouija board and we have him communicate with us, Cardwalker's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Oh my god. Yeah. What are we he supposed to do about the Ursula ride then? I, I told you we'll get the Ouija board. We'll, we'll, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. Don't worry. If it's if it's this podcast's mission, it's to get that Ursula Spinner built. Mm. We're going to get it built. But for now, we're just going to have to deal with that. We live in a world where it doesn't exist. So for now, we're just going to have to go to Builder or not. Um, why do you want the Ursula Spinner f- built? And uh, why is it yes, absolutely no answer, you know, otherwise? Uh, just why because to not do it is a, a human rights abuse absolutely i know Some we never have i duties. know i know we never go into politics but biden i'm asking you please direct some government funding over to disney you know they're hurting they're hurting and and give them the five million dollars to build this uh, we need this it'll heal our nation you I should, will there's get, no you will get it. reelected if you build this i guarantee it i guarantee it Nobody else stands a chance. You will get reelected if you build this. Okay? And I think I think that Putin will end his war if you do this. Mm. I, I think this, this is going to do world peace. This is world peace. Well, stuff. Look, at, look at George Bush's approval numbers around the time of when this was supposed so to be built. true. I just so think that true. there's it's not a coincidence that there was a time when Americans had a lot of promise about what was coming next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and our, our niche nerd things are 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 probably the way to make the world better it's, i think it's so true so true you know? it's it's everything and i don't know why this I, I know this is a shorter episode than usual and i'm sorry but I, there's no other thing that we can say because it's it's such a great loss and, but we we have to do what we got to do I don't know. I'm at a loss for words. What else could you say? Ursula from The Little Mermaid laughing while people move the tentacles up and down. I'm sorry. I'm getting emotional. I'm getting emotional. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. We got to add the episode because I'm going to freak out. In the meantime, please follow us on social media on Twitter at UnbuiltPod. You can reach me at Open Mother's Mail. And Ryan Dorman at Open the Dorman. Uh, feel free to email us at unbuiltpod at gmail.com and rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Anchor, or wherever you find this podcast. Uh, please write a review. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, if you don't like us, thank you for listening to, uh, you know, I don't care. Whatever. But, you know, Ryan, you know what really pisses me off? You know what really mm-hmm. makes me mad? Uh, when somebody does an April Fool's Day joke as like just an excuse for the episode and, you know, doesn't do anything else and thinks they could throw that out. And uh, I think that's just really lazy. <laughs> so <laughs> why don't we do an actual episode? How about um, that? Now we get to learn about real history. Well, I guess we were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, just just to clarify. I did know Cardwalker was know, dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> just wanted to clarify that for the <laughs> okay just to be clear um the ursula spinner is real uh there is no <laughs> there's no actual concept art for it but it was a plan to um add to paradise pier and that 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 was a natural expansion pot that's actually still empty um that was going to be the 2002 addition to uh california adventure that was going to be fast-tracked until they learned that there was not enough for kids when they instead fast-tracked the bug's life or at that time it was called bug town miniland um so mm. that's exactly what actually happened to the ursula spinner ride um it's weird to to see the bug the the little kids area be fast tracked because they needed kids stuff and then removed and now there's no kids stuff. Yeah, but I guess it's well, a different era. I, I mean, I guess does Webslingers have a height requirement? I can't. Ah, uh, I don't think so. I, I don't hope think so. not. I, I, but I mean, I'd have to imagine there's in order to play it, you would need to have like some sort Capacity. of discernible height yeah um so yeah I, I imagine that but i wanted to have to imagine the like the youngest of kids who would want to play it probably could play it but i, I see what you kind of mean though yeah <laughs> but yeah so so what we're actually going to be doing now today uh is we're gonna have a little bit of fun and stay on the topic of disney's california adventure uh this is going to be a different episode as if it wasn't already than our usual uh, we're going to be going through the ideas and concepts that did not make it into the original iteration of Disney's California Adventure. We'll also be talking about some ideas for quick fixes uh, that didn't actually make it as well. We're going to go land by land discussing various concepts that were rejected. Just letting you know, guys, by the way, Hollywood is the biggest one that we're going to be going. So let's start with the original Sunshine Plaza. So this was originally named the Sun Court. The postcard entrance actually was not the first concept. Instead, it was a much more open outdoor outlet mall style entrance with mission style buildings behind the monorail beam. And the icon was this massive sun spire that towered over a hundred feet tall. And once again, you can kind of see that there. And I'm guessing the original reason why they, they kind of did away with this is probably because of the postcard concept got put in and of course probably they thought this was for some reason too expensive mm -hmm. maybe uh, it also is it's kind of a little bit of an eyesore mm. the, the, the sun yeah, like the, the, a bit like, like what they replaced it with wasn't an eyesore <laughs> well that, that's the problem with, with uh, anything talking anytime you talk about dca is that like mm -hmm. the concept art's never great the the actual thing they built is like almost 10 times worse yeah it's just weird to have a big metal stick in the middle um mm -hmm. you know it's just not necessarily the most attractive yeah what's interesting that. is that the monorail beam is not like themed anything right because obviously it looks like the entrance i'm not sure if the entrance is ahead of here or it's behind us mm -hmm. when we're looking at this piece of concept art oh yeah you're right this almost looks more like a main street than it does yeah, a, a it ticket does. booth mm -hmm. so i'm not sure if that was like the intention i do know that this was going to be in there until i think like around like 1998 when they decided okay we're gonna make it a postcard but mm -hmm. uh at least uh maybe it was 1997 but yeah this was in the concept for a long time was this sun spire and you were going to be able to see this from around the park and i'm going to guess a large other reason why is because they wanted grizzly peak to be more the icon well so, I, I mean no. admittedly the grizzly from the entrance it's not the easiest to see grizzly peak 
Uh, yeah, it is. A, yeah. So which doesn't make any sense. Again, you know, right. when you look at the original California Venture logo, Grizzly Peak is actually featured pretty prominently. That's right. Yeah. And- it was, it, that's always been weird. It's always been a little yeah. weird that like Grizzly Peak is like a big thing for California Adventure and it's tucked away behind a hotel Mm. in an area with like one ride <laughs> yeah yeah and you go and really only see it from like what the hotel and from the immediate area that's it right it's the only yeah, place you really not see it enough for it mm-hmm. not for anything else right so when that concept was rejected another one and this is the worst one one included a fountain with the figure of the shape rising of the <laughs> this is one is the fountain with the figure in the shape of the state rising out of it that that's tacky. That's that DCA. Is so tacky. That, that is, is so, so tacky. tacky. <laughs> I, especially in line with it, good, we can reference back to the Ursula stuff. That, see, a lot of early DCA is just tacky, tacky. But mm-hmm. I don't know the post. This gives the postcard a run for its money. A giant mountain that's the state of California is incredibly <laughs> odd. It's just so weird. <laughs> it reminds me of I think one of the Paramount parks had just a standee of the mountain and it looked really like cheesy. This is looks like kind of the same sort of ideal. So this has the top down figure of the mm-hmm. of California, right? Yeah. I think it's, yeah, probably it's, would only I, see on the monorail. No, I think the idea is, I think it's supposed to be like on pegs of sorts, uh, kind of like oh. the, kind of like the sun was at one point. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. That's my, and that's at least my guess. And then they went yeah, with that. a hubcap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so moving on, uh, original Hollywood. So just titled Hollywood, this area opened with the attractions as intended, but altered significantly. Muppet Vision 3D was envisioned having a much more lavish studio-esque entryway, but was cut to the sterile Muppet Labs concept instead. And once again, you can see it in that concept art, like it's not great. But it's right. better. It's absolutely it's much better. bigger. It's much. Mm-hmm. It feels much bigger than than what was actually opened. Because you can see, like the building has like this giant window, glass window in it. It looks like not a soundstage, but instead like a warehouse. You have the water tower there. It's it's very fun. It's much more fun. It, it's it's much more studios you know and mm-hmm. the one even in um what's it uh the one in the hollywood studios in uh walt disney world is more like i guess the actual kind of jim henson studios right mm-hmm. with like, almost yeah. like an office building uh this this is more remember elegant. we talked about that with the muppet right. studios one that one was supposed to be more of like a warehouse district that the muppets took over and made into their studio right exactly mm-hmm. and this this just has a more hollywood elegance to it it's weird that it almost looks like that the theater is in a giant aircraft hangar <laughs> yeah well i think that's idea is supposed to be it's supposed to be muppet labs not a soundstage oh is that okay is that what mm-hmm. this is supposed to be like a giant right like, because technically they did go with that concept but it was a lot more industrial instead okay instead of whimsical it was a lot more industrial if you look at yeah, the it's much cheaper to do pipes yes, and exactly steel walls right 
100%. Exactly. So the Hyperion Theater was meant to border the Esplanade and host nightly concerts and premieres at night alongside a much more elegant exterior with Superstar Limo taking the bulk of the land in the back. Basically, imagine if you're going to to Hollywood land right now and you go to where Monsters, Inc. is currently. And imagine instead of Monsters, Inc., it's the Hyperion Theater. And on the other side where you go and get the buses and go on your way to Harbor Boulevard, there would be a separate entrance. You would go into a lobby and you could enter into the theater that way. Hmm. And they would hold like events and premieres and you could go like to a concert there at night. Inventive concept, but I think the problem was ultimately uh, they couldn't get the city of Anaheim to approve it and the traffic would have been horrendous. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. it already, yeah, it, it's already a big bit of a mess in like areas like downtown Disney, but trying yeah. to get, especially from, I guess, so you're saying there, there was an entrance, was there an entrance outside the park or, in, or yeah, just out, inside? Out, yeah. Outside the park. Yeah. Right. That, that makes a lot more sense. I guess at the time, maybe that was a better investment or maybe a, an, a bad investment, but they couldn't really predict for it mm-hmm. with the success of the 1980s nighttime life at within the disneyland gates right um i I think it fits dca but yeah that just seems like it would be kind of a nightmare in in anaheim to start doing major premieres on those kind of areas exactly i I think it's a cool idea but it's something that never quite gels with like operations i think having like there's been so many attempts at this kind of stuff like they had this Marvel restaurant at Universal where you mm. could enter from inside or outside the park. They did the same thing of like a hard rocket. Universal's tried this a lot. Um, originally, their roller coaster Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket was also planned to have an outdoor entrance that would operate the roller coaster for a fee after the park closed. That's interesting. <laughs> and they, every time they go, it's like, oh, this is too much of an operational nightmare. It just does seem like an operate mm-hmm. a bit of a a bit of a nightmare. I mean, you uh, also have to barricade the entrance to the other side too, because you don't want right. people to run into the park when it's closed. Right. You. It has. Mm-hmm. It basically is an entirely separate queue like, up yeah. to the up to the ride. Right. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I. It just seems like a nightmare to to partially open the park from a perimeter. Right. During off hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we got to talk about the big one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Superstar Limo. You never rode Superstar Limo. No, no, I don't think and, No, I, I yeah. didn't make it to DCA until exactly. I was like 15. I did. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Did you? I didn't know that. I did. Yeah, I actually have ridden Superstar Limo. I went in March 2001 and we rode it. Oh, God. Uh, and we were like, well, that was something. <laughs> Um, I don't remember being particularly like horrified or anything like that. I just remember kind of being a little befuddled and Mm. everybody else was like, that was weird. And that was it. (laughs) Like that was the the, pretty much the reaction to it. It was just kind of a shrug. It wasn't the big gigantic disaster. Oh my God, what is this? I remember being way more insulted writing Journey into Your Imagination later that year. I think a lot of this kind of superstar limo stuff buds up because of the internet. Because 20 mm-hmm. years in reflection, yeah, it's really weird, right? Even a couple years yeah. after it closed, it's weird. But in the moment, you kind of go into a blind, I guess, and yeah. think this is horribly awkward and the rest of the park is really boring. So mm-hmm. 
It's not like I'm, you know, that bored. Yeah. Um, one thing I think Superstar Limo obviously and rightfully so gets a lot of flack. I do think it had an interesting artistic style that right. Disney never really went for again. And that's interesting. It's interesting. Right. Well, and that's it, the it thing I like those yeah. little draw those little um like a, like a caricature, right? Everything mm-hmm. was ex- ex- like very vibrant and loud and right. uh, and weird. I, you're right. That's definitely true. It it was at the very least it wasn't boring. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. A lot of people call this the worst one. I actually disagree. I think Journey into Your Imagination is the worst Disney dark ride ever created because it, there's no redeeming value. There's right, none. that one's just boring. Like, just mm-hmm. continuously boring. It's insulting, boring, and cheap. It's bad. All around. There is zero, zero positive to that one. At least Superstar Limo's interesting. Uh, so Superstar I'll Limo a- is a bit like a carnival ride, though. I mean, I think Journey to Your Imagination also feels like a bit of a carnival ride. Just because they just very cheap, very ugly, and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it is certainly... It does. I think it deserves its reputation. No, no, you're you're right. No, you're right. It is very odd, especially looking back. So, Superstar Limo, the notoriously cheap dark ride that lasted only 11 months, originally had guests wandering to the back of the land and underneath a recreation of the famous LAX theme building that doubled as an entrance. Now, the theme building. Um, are you familiar with the theme building? I'm not. Okay, it's a large sort of alien-looking structure. And in there used to be like a deck that you could go to, and there was a oh. restaurant called Encounters that was actually designed by Walt Disney and Imagineering. Oh, interesting! Mm-hmm. I don't. I've never. I've never seen that before. Yeah, uh, they they would then wander through the airport and climb in the limos. One iteration of this actually used the test track technology, hmm. while a later one was merely a speedy bus bar track when that you know obviously ran into major tech difficulties that took the ride and delayed it like two years now uh speedy bus bar track i mean like mr toad's wild ride michael eisner would appear on your video car phone informing guests that they need to get the burbank stat to sign a contract with the walt disney company hello I'm Michael Eisner. Your unseen driver then shifts gears and the ride would fly into action as we would only slow down to see numerous gags along the course, such as an Elvis impersonator seemingly farting, but he's just applying ketchup on a hot dog at Pink's. Another concept also possibly saw a roller coaster, a powered roller coaster for the ride. Uh, The trip would constantly get derailed as your driver kept speeding off to keep the paparazzi off their tail. Once you finally arrived in Burbank, Eisner would shrug and say, sorry, you just missed your window. We signed Tom Cruise instead. So why did they not build this and build the bad one? Well, when Princess Diana in 1997 Mm. was tragically killed in a car accident, allegedly fleeing from the paparazzi, uh, the concept was seen as ghoulish, in poor taste, and unsuitable. But since the Imagineers were so strapped for time and budget, instead of crafting an entirely new concept, they merely retooled it into a slow-moving dark ride with the hopes that the bad gags and celebrity appeal would bypass the lack of excitement. It didn't. Hmm. And I've been told that Michael Eisner was originally on board for a while until he saw the concept and thought it was funny, but didn't want to have his name attached to it. So instead, they decided to do the creepy puppet Swifty LaRue. Swifty here, babe! Welcome to Hollywood! 
<laughs> so, what is your take on that? Well, Swifty Larue is, is um, I imagine imagine you're in a ride and you're Swifty, like, I want to do it. Maybe I replace you with a disgusting, greased up ass. <laughs> I would kind of take a bit of offense to that yeah, if I was, was Michael Eisner. There, there was a cut joke, actually, in Superstar and Limo that you might have heard of. When they were going through the Hollywood studios, there used to be a studio sign that says Dream Jerk Studios. And Michael Eisner actually cut it because he thought it was too mean-spirited, especially after Katzenberg was coming out with Shrek, which had a very famous infamous likeness of himself as lord farquaad and mm-hmm. i mean come on, lord farquaad you can you get it actually oh oh i never <laughs> even thought of that well look i grew up when you grow up on these things you don't even think about it wow i didn't yeah there you go i think i think yeah that showed some humility from michael eisner of all people good for good for michael eisner for for wanting to cut the dream jerks line superstar limo has been talked to death at this point right just because it's the iconic Disney built that ride, right? I I don't know if there was any way to make it interesting, to be completely honest. Really? The test track idea is like neater. The roller coaster idea is neater. The one that actually opened is like distinctly awful. But I do think that, you know, trying to to pull anything from the ashes of Superstar Limo is weird. Hmm. You know, the celebrity appeal, what's interesting though is that in the modern day, I don't think celebrity appeal is as like big as it used to be. You know, you still have famous celebrities who go on talk shows and stuff like that. But I don't know if it's what draws people to... Maybe it does. Maybe it does draw people to California. But I I think it's a part of Hollywood culture that's just seen as really tacky nowadays. So it's hard to look back on it with with an unbiased perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I was just going to say, from what I was told, the celebrities were added after this version was next. So Mm. there weren't originally going to be celebrities. It was just going to be a series of gags that as you went in, the whole idea was it was supposed to be kind of a thrill ride slash comedy ride. And the, the, the attraction was notoriously paced slow as possible because they still wanted to get some paparazzi gags in there. But they did not want to make seem like they were making fun of Princess Diana's death, which is weird because Superstar Limo debuted three and a half years after Princess Diana had died. So I'm not sure exactly why they thought it would still be fresh in people's minds. Yeah, maybe it was just like an overly sensitive PR, Mm -hmm. like just that they really, really don't want to jostle anybody's feathers. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's definitely fair. I, I imagine maybe there's just a, like a better reason. Maybe they just like there was budget cuts. Yeah, that's what it seems like the ride is hit with the most is a cheap budget that limits you from doing anything mm-hmm. more expensive than really cheap animatronics. Oh, well, animatronics is a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> really cheap figures, puppets, and a dark ride. Mm-hmm. That seems like it's more likely for why the ride was actually nixed. You but, know, the Princess yeah. Diana story is like really tantalizing, and it makes for a great. Great little story about how unfortunate it was, but you know, it's not like this ride was uniquely bad at DCA mm-hmm. and under budgeted and underbuilt. You know, it, it was suffered the same fate as every other ride, which makes mm-hmm. me wonder if budget was the more, yeah. more, yeah, exactly. Issue. Yeah, you got a great point there yeah. for sure that it was almost inevitable, right? Because, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's if this was the only ride that came out unfinished and boring, then 
then of course, then you could say, okay, well, late in development, they were pushed to do something different, but it's not a unique situation. If anything, it had the most creative design of most of the things that were coming out at the time, just because of the, like you were saying, the colors and the, the aesthetic. And, and you've written Monsters, Inc., yes? I have, yes. Yeah. And what is your take on that? Because it's, it is the same ride. I remembered being young and hearing about it. So I, when I was going to Walt Disney World, when I was very young, I remember being told that there was a Monsters, Inc. ride, and I love Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. And I looked forward to it for like 10 years. <laughs> and I got off it, and I was like, that was pretty miserable. That was pretty boring. <laughs> Nothing happens in it, and it, none it, of the animatronics it, move. It's an, imp- <laughs> and it's an improvement over Superstar Limo, which is the craziest thing. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, that's hard to believe. It's like It's like – it's just it's cheap. The whole thing is pretty cheap. And, and the ride vehicles move at the exact same speed. Those are the exact same speeds. It's not moving at any different speed at all. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a superstar like Sunday drive. It was, it's, it's pretty boring. I guess yeah. you lose a lot with the speed of mm-hmm. a lot of these things. It's it really it's a, the, the ride that it reminds me the most of superstar limo is is mr toads well yeah that's the thing i mean i think i think this ride could have really worked if right. it was to test track well if, if they just put a bigger emphasis on being like physically engaging you know mr toads mm-hmm. isn't fast but it bobs left and right really fast yeah um it keeps the energy up well the reason why it- it's so it, it's able to do that is because it's in such a small space and it moves just a little bit quicker than the other dark rides but exactly. it's the it's the tight quarters that really it, you're right. Help. And if you if you're not, if you can't do that with Superstar Limo, then yeah, you're right. The test track idea to get some actual speed going on there mm-hmm. would have been a pretty good idea. Uh, okay, so moving on, the Art of Animation Pavilion also originally had a grander outdoor entranceway, and as one point, it was actually slated to feature a satellite Disney Animation Studio to act as a fishbowl. Now, are you aware of the uh, animation studio that was in Florida? Oh, I don't actually. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. So um, at Disney MGM Studios, they originally opened up with the Walt Disney Animation Studios Florida. And the animation tour, you can actually go and see this fishbowl section where you could see a pair of, it was 30 animation desks. And sometimes the animators would be in there working on projects. Hmm. So you could actually watch animators at work making the films. Uh, the films that were made there were certain sequences of Beauty and the Beast, uh, as well as Mulan, Lilo and Stitch, and Brother Bear, I believe. And, and there might be another one, but I can't remember which it was. But yeah, so those and it closed in, I believe, 2004. Uh, but it's, you it, could actually see animators at work. It's really interesting that. At the same time they were doing that, uh, what's uh, uh, Eisner was kind of ramping down the the animation uh, that Disney was building into his brand identity, yeah. having like animation and hand animated things uh, as as a thing that brings people to you know the parks and things like that. But at the same time, they were backing away from a lot of the more expensive and and harder to make projects. Right now, the concept art here is just incredible. <laughs> it's like doubtful they'd ever built this. It has like this very Roman architecture look with this Victorian steampunky emphasis in the back. What is it's going a little on surrealist? It's like yeah. the buildings bend around everywhere. Mm, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a surreal version of the Disney, the actual you know Disney Disney uh, studio. Oh studios, yeah, that's a great point. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way they would have actually built this. 
Oh, absolutely not. No, yeah. I, I think I think that's a lot of DCA though. Is the concept art really isn't bad? It's just mm-hmm. so ambitious. You know, even it's, without it's, the budget, it was yeah, at least like somebody told them, "Hey, this is what we're thinking of," and then they looked at it and went, "No, no, 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 no!" But we're doing it cheap. <laughs> well, doing it cheap and, and doing it as non-distinct right as possible. Right. Okay. So moving back to Stu- Superstar Lemon, let's talk about some quick fixes. Uh, when it sh- was shuttered in 2002, there were two quick fixes proposed. And you're going to love these because the <laughs> emphasis on quick is pretty obvious uh the first was miss piggy's superstar limo which was to feature an interim version where the muppets are in construction gear strewn about the attraction heckling how bad it actually is the finished attraction would be hollywood muppet style as miss piggy took you on a tour via the video phone um <laughs> pretty fantastic plan i feel like why have we have we talked about this before which one this one this yeah i don't believe we have are you sure we didn't talk about i i I don't know why i talked about i don't know where this came up but i remember talking to you about this or maybe reading about it but it's a really great idea i think Mm -hmm. a really really fantastic idea to build a horrible ride and then have the muppets deconstruct it yeah during during the attraction it would have been very surreal absolutely i would have loved it but i'm not sure about the what about the finished attraction you fine with that we would finally get our muppets dark ride but it would have been odd yeah i would not know i would not be happy with that that'd be that'd be be boring it'd be boring yeah but i like i think there's a really funny idea that the muppets would there's there's an interesting idea about taking a bad attraction and then making like a meta attraction about Mm -hmm. it about reflecting on how bad it was if you can stomach a constant insult to your design team every day for an entire you know park day right mm-hmm. uh I, I think it would be an absolutely a fantastic little idea i really been. wish they they would have run with <laughs> it, it. would have it would have been very strange and talked about as legend on the internet but oh, oh boy, it would be it would be something uh, another fix was goofy superstar limo this is the worst one in which static figures from the old Disney stores across the country would be placed in the ride, giving it a whimsical Disney update. Although I'm not sure if whimsical would be the right idea. This would be terrible. It would be basically lipstick on a pig. It is so lazy. It is so lazy. Like, what do you even do with that? Here's Goofy at the laugh track instead of Dim Allen. What a yuck up. The worst part is the the Disney the Disney store part, I think. Uh the reusing like reusing old animatronics, whatever. But reusing Disney store figures is like <laughs> oh. that was meant to be next to an orange Julius, not inside <laughs> of a hundred dollar theme park. <laughs> hey, this is 2001 was only 50 bucks back then. <laughs> <laughs> they had to put all these people back in work all these all these these poor disney actors that were these disney store actors that were let go they have to go back to work <laughs> that's horrible so moving on golden state originally soaring over california's entrance lobby was to feature multiple hangar windows depicting famous aircraft whizzing above passengers they also wanted multiple play areas set around docked planes but only a couple static plane figures made into land unavailable to play in and this is unfortunate um because really you couldn't afford a couple of really nice movie screens instead the compromise if you 
seen i'm not even sure if it's still there it's just i think there's like monitors of clouds and that's it it's cheaper cheaper (laughs) cheaper it's the only thing you could say about it i was going to say that it would have been awkward because uh one of the one of the aircraft was going to be the columbia which um it was the columbia that burned up in 2003 the space shuttle oh yeah well yeah that would have been very awkward very fast I, maybe they just shouldn't have built this park. It seems <laughs> like there were a lot of things going on in the world right now, and they were equipped to handle none of it. That's why you always got to build things that never happened or in the past, you know, not things <laughs> in the real world. Okay, that's, that's the, golden, yeah. the Golden Dream Show was originally supposed to be an audio animatronic spectacular depicting the history of immigration in California in the style of the American Adventure in Epcot. This was in the very first cutbacks of the project, limiting it to a film at the end. However, the inspiration for the attraction is notable as it ends with a very similar sequence to the American Adventure. Why am I even going to ask this? You've never seen the Golden Dreams film. I okay, doubt it's a you lot would to ever... get me to go sit in a movie theater Not in the middle that, of a theme vacation. I, I doubt you'd. I doubt you'd watch it on YouTube either. There's things I would watch on YouTube, and then there's Golden Dreams. Right. I've heard the song like a hundred times because it's on like one of the Disney World or Disneyland soundtracks. Right. Well, that's the thing. That's like a minute. I skip it. Doesn't you've seen the American Adventure though? Yes. Yes. Of course. Yes. Yes. So basically, imagine that song, and it's doing the exact same ending as the American Adventure with the clouds, with the clips, with Mm. the people speaking. It's it's identical. It's really weird. You can say a lot about saving money. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> I mean, an animatronic spectacular, they just cut it. Just <sighs> makes you mad. All you need are TVs. Or all you need are screens and movies. People people and just Whoopi like to watch Goldberg. screens and movies. Oh, and Whoopi Goldberg, of course. Yes. You're, you're watching Picard? All you need is Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> there was supposed to be a more extensive Bay Area section here with shops and restaurants. And of course, you can see a beautiful, beautiful concept art of an area we never got. I, dare I say again, though that would have been, <laughs> it would have been very expensive. Yeah. I think, yeah, the, the, the concept art does show that there... One interesting thing, actually, is that a lot of times when we talk about concept art and unbuilt attractions, for the most part, what we end up seeing in the in the art is an attraction that we'd like to actually go on, uh, something that is interesting and that was probably hindered by a budget complication or, you know, it never reached its full potential when it was actually put to stone. The problem with DCA is that even in the concept art, sometimes and i think the bay area one is an example it's hard to sell people on a california theme park in california recreating life in california mm-hmm. you know even even if they built this park to the perfection of its concept art i don't know how like interested people would be going on the realized superstar limo or going to a realized bay area section of dca you know, I think my favorite parts of DCA are the parts that don't feel Californian. They feel like DCA, right? Like there's a very unique identity, for example, to Paradise Pier okay. that while it's trying to reflect something about California, it's more it's Being more it's general than that, right? No, I see what you mean. Like Grizzly Peak. I really love Grizzly right. Peak. And it's not trying to recreate something specific. It's trying to recreate a theme. Right. So it succeeds. And it's a it's a theme that's almost universal. Right. So it's like if you're from California, you recognize the mountains and the, 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 the trees. Right. But everybody, I would, 
hope, depending on where they live, knows what forests are. Or national parks, right. Mm. National parks, and it captures that really well with a twinge of what is special to California. I think the difficulty with uh, selling a lot of these rides, Superstar Limo, for example, is that if I'm coming to California and I want to do the celebrity thing, I can go do the celebrity thing. And if I live in California, I probably don't think very highly of that. You know, the Bay Area, it took a three hour. I don't remember how long I drove it. It's, it's five. <laughs> five hours. I, I, I don't remember. I drove from uh, Santa Monica to San Francisco and I can't tell you how long that took. But however, yeah, five hours. It's not far enough that I think a theme park satiates that. For example, again, big rant here. When you go to Walt Disney World, right? I think a theme park themed to Africa and Asia is more attractive to guests than spending a lot of time at the Old Key West Hotel. And that's not because the Old Key West isn't beautiful. It is. But there's something you you really can't get if you're going to try to recreate the world. There's something you really, really can't get, the animal preserves. And something you could drive a couple of hours and just have like a real key lime pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could do these things. So, so I'm looking at this Bay Area concept art. And as pretty as the drawing is, and it, it is pretty, I, I don't really know who it's for. <laughs> like mm-hmm. who who's supposed to be going here the people who are from san francisco or from california uh and if you've come all the way to california you might as well just go to the real san francisco that's true no you're right so moving on paradise pier final one california screaming was at one point to be called surf city wipeout and had a surfboard theme this carried over to another unbuilt attraction an unnamed shoot the shoots water ride which plunged guests 60 feet into paradise pier lagoon yeah. the ride would have been loaded next <laughs> i think it would have been a separate film but i see <laughs> yeah. uh, the ride would have loaded next to the sun wheel and taken boats on a flume around the orange stinger into one of the coasters roundabouts also swirling around the then palm tree themed Boomer space shot tower and then down the drop this may have been the most boring water (laughs) ride by wdi ever created it's amazing when you look at the concept art how at least a little better paradise pier looks like i think the malaboomer as a pair of palm trees is a better idea i'm not exactly sure why I, i can't even think it couldn't have been money right like why why did they go with the other theme when it was really like fake leaves really that expensive yeah well i could also just be that it was uh tacky you know that's another thing it's like a giant tree might have been a little i'm sorry i'm sorry whoa whoa go back and the malibu boomer wasn't tacky look you gotta pick your battles all right (laughs) (laughs) we have a massive steel coaster you know so yeah this thing has to be tacky now right Mm -hmm. it's uh everything has to be tacky i i what interests me I wonder if um, that law, that flume ride, how a ride like that would fare had they done World of Color. I'm surprised there aren't uh, yeah. any current shows or rides that don't try to like not get you closer to a show, but mm-hmm. try to you know be a bit more involved. Especially in the one that would lack, let's say, a bit of pyro, uh, like yeah. something at Animal Kingdom. I think that'd be a cool idea. But Surf City Wipeout is a pretty god awful name. Yeah, you could see why they got they immediately changed the name Uh, talking about old paradise pier is always weird because i think that paradise pier was the one successful iconic thing from dca one i think a lot of it was a mess right i disagree with that i think grizzly peak was always the winner for me well so i mean i guess i don't mean like yes and no yes Mm -hmm. because i think grizzly peak i prefer aesthetically you know it's much nicer i think and it's a very 
pleasant thing. Maybe we can meet at a compromise and say the contrast between Grizzly Peak and Paradise Pier is like actually a really successful theming opportunity okay. uh, to move from big bustling. But I do think that California Screaming is, I mean, maybe you would say Soren here. Maybe this is where we can have a real fight. Uh, I would say California Screaming is the defining attraction for hmm. DCA. I, I think, I think Soren was the bigger success. But you're Absolutely. right for the defining attraction. You're right. Right. I also think that the visual style of Paradise Pier was a bit odd, definitely cheap, but mm-hmm. uniquely exaggerated. Yeah. And I, I liked where it kind of ended up. I, I, I What I also will say is that the switch from uh, Condor Flats to Grizzly, Grizzly Airfield is what it's called. Yeah. I think was a much more elegant transition. Agreed. Paradise Pier 1 and 2 to Pixar Pier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I do think that like actually yeah Grizzly Peak is successful I don't think it found like complete happiness in the area it was in until a little bit later you're right no yeah you're right and when the trees grew in that got well that's very true very mm-hmm. true because because you, you have to have some kind of overgrown trees and plant life to make right. that area really pop mm-hmm. um, but in terms of like what DCA didn't need to change I don't know how I was in a pier. Uh, Paradise Pier seems like they kind of nailed at least as like a simple thing. And it probably was like datedly simple by the end of its little run before becoming Mm. Pixar. But I do like that when you read what was canceled, it just ends up being some rather boring stuff. Yeah. Unless you really like the trees on the Alaboomer. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's better than what we got, but the shoot the shoots ride, it's like, okay. Like shrug, like what, what's the theme? Uh, there was no theme. It was it was the same ride you would find at a regular amusement park, but you know you were going around some of these whimsical structures, and that's it. There's nothing right. really much about it. No, it's a all. cheap cheap boardwalk ride. Right, uh, exactly. And unlike you know attractions like California Screaming that attempted to reinvent the boardwalk attraction, this just seemed like a, a, a cheap boardwalk ride. You know, it's no mm. Ursula Spinner. Of course. Can't be the <laughs> Ursula Spinner. <laughs> and that was the thing. Like, they had the Malibuomer in one corner, and then the Ursula Spinner would have been in the other. Uh, and then, of course, then we got it's Ursula animatronic. Some Head comes off. Of- yeah. <laughs> Oh, darn, you stole my joke. Aww. Ten years later. Right across the, one the, the water. I don't trying think to the, escape. I was going to say, the spinner at least wouldn't have their head pop off. I, if it did, I think like a bunch of people would die. Oh <laughs> Could you imagine? It just knocks over some of the, just, the pods. You know, they, had that ride been built, there would have been like a massive crash. Like 50 people would have died that day. It would have been the What's, biggest nightmare yeah, in Disney what history. What's interesting is that they did, in Tokyo Disney Sea, they had the Mermaid Lagoon. And out of all the rides, they didn't do an Ursula themed spinner, which you would think that would be the most obvious thing. You would think, right? A bunch of I King Flat rides, and they didn't do that. Maybe it was just tasteless. Tasteless. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that about does it for our addendum on unused uh, dca 1.0 rides we will be back with another full actual cool fun episode in two weeks but uh for now anything else you'd like to say about california adventure um i i i i've you know how long i've been talking about paradise pier Mm-hmm. Do you know how many hours of my life have been spent talking about this damn, <laughs> like, 
a hundred square feet block. <laughs> a place that I'm rarely have ever been. I, I think looking back at DCA is always exciting. There's definitely the, the more the most interesting thing is the politics, right? And the yeah. whole you know the 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 big failures that happen there. But uh, unlike everything else we've talked about on the show, I think there's very a lot to learn about DCA, and it's uniformly just don't do whatever they were planning to yeah. do. <laughs> exactly. And if you start building a Disney theme park with the PowerPoint, if it's good enough for Six Flags, it's good enough for us, you know you're not doing well. That's, That's that was a guaranteed flop from mm-hmm. the beginning. Now it took right. until the giant chicken little, the Ursula, yeah. <laughs> Ursula spinner, eat your heart out. The big yeah, chicken little <laughs> saved chicken DCA. Little. Where's, where's the chicken little spinner? That's what I want. Uh, you know, I, I th- they, they really should do that. Anyways, that'll do it for us. In the meantime, uh, please follow us on social media on Twitter at UnbillPod. You can reach me at OpenMothersMail and Ryan Dorman at OpenDorman. Feel free to email us at UnbillPod at gmail.com and rate us on a Stitcher, iTunes, and Anchor or wherever you find this podcast. Please write a review and tell us how we're doing. If you don't like us, thank you for listening. To be our guest, I'm Mike Wellman. Happy April Fool's Day. See you, everyone. One incredible state. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. For Disney's California adventure? I think it has something to do with California. Am I wrong?